forever. Dog. He still wants her, alive or dead. This week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's The Babysitter 3. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are returning to the Babysitter Saga with Babysitter 3 by R.L. Stein. Man. Uh, this was a rough one. I was, was like really struggling because every cliffhanger seemed to be, correct me if I'm wrong, the exact same cliffhanger. Which is it is that someone's Mr. in the Hawken house? Is back? Oh no! Wait, just kidding. Yeah. So there were two different cliffhangers. Well, I guess they were all the same, but there was like one variation that was kind of like its own subset. There were like uh, two flavors of the same cliffhanger. It was like grape and cherry. Yes. <laughs> um. Basically, it was like, and 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 it was the same, and they were all the same in that they were all fruit flavor because, yes. like, they were all. They're all oops, it's Mr. Hagen. Yes. But then there was like one group of it that is it's it's Mr. Hagen. Oh no, it's the woman. Well, it was like <laughs> the maid, oh, it's, the old I'm, maid. It, the two different flavors to me were is this creepy thing Mr. Hagen or is it something else? Or is literally, am I literally looking at Mr. Hagen oh, or am yeah. I literally hearing Mr. Hagen's voice on the phone? Okay, okay, so then that's two. Okay, so if we're gonna like, if we're gonna do like the family tree of is it Mr. Hagen? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so the first division is, is this thing that I'm seeing or hearing or hearing that, that uh, either no, looks no, 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 like it, Mr. No. Hagen or sounds like Mr. Hagen? Right. Or is this thing that I'm like this like evidence on the ground? Is this from Mr. Hagen? Mm-hmm. And then if we're gonna divide up, is this thing, is this person I'm seeing or voice I'm hearing, Mr. Hagen? Okay, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that's gonna divide up into it's a random man on the street, or it's the maid that used to take care of the house of the new baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, there's another. Can we do, there's another, there's another one. There's like, okay, the like fifth cousin removed or whatever in this family tree mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Cause it is, is Mr. Hagen the cause of this? But it is, is this baby dead? Because there were several like dolls that yes, she thought like were a dead at baby. Least three times it was like dead baby. Right. It was like the baby no, sleeping too soundly. So I thought it was dead. There's a doll. I thought it was a dead baby. There's a man holding a doll. I thought Twice it was Mr. It was Hagen a doll. holding the dead baby. Twice it was a fucking doll. Yeah. Doll on the ground, doll in hands. <laughs> a doll on the ground is worth two in the hands. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, the guy <laughs> did hold it into two pieces because he pulled the head off. And she was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, it's Mr. Hagen. I <laughs> was not having this book. This book was, tr- like, really pissing me off. I, here's what I will say. I was pretty shocked that the, that the voice that they heard that was like, I'm back, was mm-hmm. actually a person in the house. <laughs> like, I thought she was going to, like, think, you know, it was going to be like a dream or something. But it was actually the maid that used to work for 
Um, yeah, I was surprised by the existence of a creepy housekeeper. Who didn't have anything to do with the story at all, except to be a well, red herring, I guess. Yeah. I mean, insofar as like any red herring has a part But I mean, of the story. it wasn't like, oh, like, uh, you know how usually the red herrings, it's like, well, I was acting so creepy because like I was trying to warn you or like because I knew about the killer or something. You know what I mean? She was just straight up also nuts. Yeah, she was just drunk and like trying because like what the, the other thing when she was like, I'm just trying to take what's mine. It did sound like she was going to steal that baby. Also, baby Peter. She, yeah, she never she never we never found out what she took. Well, she didn't. It she out. just walked. She, around. she just kept showing up like the first time it was like, I need I've come for what's mine. My brown reusable shopping bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her trader just shopping bag. I laughed pretty hard actually imagining this performance, though, because she's like talking to them and then she walks over and turns the faucet <laughs> on and then turns it off like just while on talking. and off, on and off. I was like, I'm crazy. You know, I, I respected it. I did respect it as as being bold. And she was uh, very threatening. I thought, she, it was she a, was. I thought it was a cool, credible threat. Yeah, she was. She did seem scary. Mm-hmm. And it she, was something that like didn't have to do with Jenny or Deborah, but it was going on for the mom and the baby. Like that was an existing it, situation. Yes. And it did shock me that they didn't tell the mom the first time it happened. Yeah. And they literally <laughs> said, we better tell the mom so, so she can change the locks. And then it was like, oh, it slipped our mind. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so how does they, that slip your mind? Yeah, they forget to tell her because that's the thing. The woman comes in, like breaks in the that's house. That's pretty serious. Threatens <laughs> them, turns the water on and off a bunch like a psycho, uh-huh. and then and then they're just like, when the lady comes home, they're like, "You're back." Yeah. Wouldn't the first thing like you'd be like, "I would be like, not psycho, believe what psycho, happened." Psycho, 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 psycho. Yes, because <laughs> she's doing some real like movie. She's doing psycho movie stuff. Behavior. Yes. She is full on like third act uh uh misery mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. like having the dinner <laughs> with the guy that she's hobbled type of energy she's like turning on and off the water she's like walking around like stabbing the air with a fork like she's like, got a reusable shopping bag peter yeah but they're just like oh hi you're back <laughs> <laughs> from your night class that you're taking <laughs> Um, do you want I, to read the back of the book? Yeah, I'll, I'll read the back of the book. Jenny just wants to forget the man who murdered all the babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> all the babysitters. <laughs> the man who almost murdered her. He's dead now. And Jenny's <laughs> gone to visit now. her cousin Deborah. But Deborah has a babysitting job. And now she's getting those phone calls too. I don't know Just why like Deborah the ones Jenny used to get. <laughs> Hi, babes. I'm back company's coming why babes that's always really disturbed me that's like a real creepy yeah yeah nickname i it's it's either creepy or it's like this girl's trying to get you to join an mlm it's like hey babes (laughs) um hey babe hey bestie hey hey girl hey girly hey lady hey lady for sure hey lady you know that girl's about to ask you to join like Mm -hmm. avon or whatever Mm -hmm. um okay i have a question for you Yes. When were you like, it's fucking Jenny? Right away. <laughs> Instantly. Right away. As soon as as soon as Deborah got the call and Jenny wasn't present, I was like, oh, yeah. that bitch is Jenny. Yeah. I was like, Jenny's fucking doing it. Yeah. Jenny's lost it. Jenny's 
off the deep end. Jenny is now just thinks she is Mr. Hagen. Yeah. Has full on. Yeah. Become Mr. Hagen. Yeah. Our girl Um, Jenny is gone. (laughs) Gone. Also. Okay. (laughs) I did. I appreciated that it was set up that like Deborah was making prank calls. And so it could just be that guy trying to get back at her. Yeah, I, I thought actually that did was a pretty good that. setup. Yeah. yeah. Except that, like, it was also just like so weird for her to be like, I can get any guy I want, but for some reason, I am going to make crank calls about <laughs> being this man's secret admirer. And I have a very attractive boyfriend already. Also, it's like, it just okay. doesn't feel like a pretty girl move. No. And also, the, the, look, I get it. We all get crushes and we get like nervous about them. Mm-hmm. But like the descriptions of the cute guys in these books, in this book in particular, uh-huh. I was like, I guess you just have to see it to believe it. Because like, I guess I'll just have to take your word. <laughs> because, okay, so this whole time she's like, oh, Terry, he's so hot. He's so hot. <laughs> and he's like this squirrely little guy. <laughs> and then, okay, I I had to, I transcribed this, the description of Gary who is the guy who works at the horse place with Jenny. So mm-hmm. Jenny gets a job at this like horse place. Horse place. <laughs> you get horse it. Horse you know. place. At this stables. horse place. Also known as, as stables. At these stables. Like in particular, it's like ones that day campers visit. So she helps like put kids in saddles. Uh, and she meets this guy. He's like a real farmhand from Wyoming. And his name is Gary. And she's like, he's, I really like the way he looks. And the description <laughs> of him is, <laughs> he had thick golden eyebrows that looked like big caterpillars under his cowboy hat. Okay. His, eyes, <laughs> his eyes were steely gray, narrow, and close together. He had a great <laughs> smile, Jenny thought, with two front teeth that jutted out at odd angles. Yeah, I was, I re- that was the one where I was like, no idea. No idea. I am adrift in a sea of trying to figure out what this man looks like. <laughs> like, I was I was like on board. I was like, okay, so he's got like thick eyebrows. Okay, his <laughs> eyes are real close together. Okay. Uh, oh, his teeth right, are just janked. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, he is um like a, a fucking mad magazine character. Yes, yes, he's the mad magazine guy. Um, yeah, so there I was having a little trouble. Just tracking what Gary looked like. Um, but truly... Oh, and then this other description, I laughed so hard. And it was just when when Jenny is, like, remembering Mr. Hagen. And she's like, ugh, Mr. Hagen, the man who hated babysitters. She's <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> just like oh, there's just so many descriptions in this book that are the like that. The man who are like, hated babysitters. Just the second that she was, like... I already knew something was up with her when she was just being so jumpy, like more so than a usual like traumatized protagonist. Yeah, she really was seeing this motherfucker everywhere. She thought Mr. Hagen was everywhere. And I don't want to like obviously, obviously like trauma is tough, but she was being really fucking annoying. She's being so annoying about that. Like if I were her friend, I would be like, (laughs) <laughs> I can't like I, if I were Deborah, I'd be like, let's get you to a grief counselor because like <laughs> I can't 
I don't want to hear you another fucking time start screaming about how Mr. Hagen is here. I can't take you fucking anywhere. She, anywhere. I do. Th- it was maybe a mistake to send her to an area in which she cannot continue her visits with her psychiatrist. <laughs> that was next level. Also, I totally forgot about the what happened the in secretary. Yes. yes. <laughs> I forgot how fucking wild that that plot was loved it in babysitter too it is not that jenny has lost it it is not that the psychiatrist is stalking her it is that the receptionist in her therapist's office is jealous of jenny yeah for like wild perceiving perceivedly like being paid attention to by the doctor yep which like literally she's paying it <laughs> yeah like i don't know what you're talking about i don't, want, I don't know what you want from me this is uh kind of what his business is so if yeah. you have a problem with it maybe you're in the wrong profession exactly um oh also the other guy that's supposed to be really hot who is this i just wrote down spiky platinum blonde hair gold stud in his ear who is Was that don Dawn? The the ex-boyfriend of Deborah who like walks in and kisses her harshly. Oh, like I hated him. It's a fucking 60s Western. I know. Was that him? He was gross. No, no, no. It was right before, because then my next note is she didn't know her boyfriend at all. What is she talking about? Okay, so maybe it's Cal. It is Cal. Oh, okay. It's Cal. Because this part, I was like, what are you talking about, Jenny? <laughs> when she was like, Wow. What is this of what you speak? Because she was like, I need to break up with Cal because I'm going to visit my cousin for the summer. So she does, and he's just like, Well, she okay. doesn't want to. And he's, she's like, We can still see each other. Or she's like, Oh, I'm going away for the summer. And he's like, Great. I will move there to be with you. And she's like, That seems unnecessary. Yeah. And he's like, Fine. It's over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then she's, she's like, like, what? And then she's like thinking about it and she's like, wow, I thought I knew Cal. And then she's like, wait, I'm now realizing I didn't know. I don't know anything about him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know anything about him. Yeah. I was like, eh, how long have you been seeing each other? Yeah. Like, like enough so that like. What is this? And like for you to say you don't know anything about him, you're dating him. Yeah, that was a real week. Weak, uh, <laughs> weak attempt at a red herring. It was weak. It was weak. Weak. Get it together, Stein. Yeah. Robert, this is weak. It's also funny that like everyone just like, I don't know. If I knew somebody and they were my cousin and they're going to come stay with me for the summer and they had been through like two murder attempts through babysitting, mm-hmm. I would remember that. Like that would be my first like... I would see them and I'd be like, don't mention the fucking babysitting thing. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. You know, like I'd be like, oh, hey, it's so good to see you, babysitter. I I mean, Jenny, like, you know, I would that would be top of mind. (laughs) But it's so funny because like her cousin and her aunt who she's staying with for the summer, Uh who she's staying with because she needs to get away from town. Wild. (laughs) Because she's haunted by this babysitter thing. They're like, oh, why don't you come with Deborah on her job? which is to be a babysitter. And then only after she's like, sorry, I'm being so weird. You know, it's because of the babysitter thing. And Deborah's like, oh yeah, I forgot that you 
had that babysitter problem. Yeah, it was so strange that she was like so sympathetic once she remembered. But it's like, well, why didn't you remember, though? That's like the one thing to know about her. That's the main. That's Jenny's main characteristic is that she was almost yes. killed babysitting. Yes. Twice. Yes. By and two different people. By two different people. And also, I don't understand why Jenny is so obsessed with Mr. Hagen. At this point, I'd be like, anybody could kill me babysitting. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone is a threat. Because that's because because wouldn't you think exactly kind of like what like wouldn't you think that the second event being non Mr. Hagen related but babysitter related you would then be like okay well I for a, sure, like, my concern is just about babysitting exactly it's not about like, who it's like cleansing the like like canals. anyone anyone could yeah. be dangerous you're no longer paranoid about Mr. Hagen because you're like it could be anyone yeah everyone is a threat but no she's but no, she's concerned only about this first guy <laughs> which i only get like Mr. that Morgan. was the most traumatic it's just i just don't understand why i just don't understand why <laughs> right especially because the whole thing on the second book was mr hoggins back oh no it's a it's a secretary pretending to be him so like it's not like you're actually proving wrong that like mr hoggins everywhere because it's not mr hoggins it's secretaries or whatever yeah. <laughs> secretaries are the ones who are truly everywhere yeah. Also, okay, the book starts out with her, like, so this is before she's going to move. And she's, like, interviewing to get a job as a donut salesperson. This was so strange. Strange, <laughs> right? So strange. I do not understand. So she's, so she's interviewing with this Mr. Larson who owns the donut place. And this was so fucking weird. Like, it was like he was making some, like, fat shaming comments where he's like mm -hmm. so this so he was like no sampling and she's like the customers can't sample donuts and she's like and he's like no 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 the workers can't and I thought he was gonna say because if the workers eat them there'll be like none left to sell oh I knew what was going on immediately I you knew, knew it was fat shaming yeah and then it, it was fat shaming he was literally like you won't be able to fit behind the the counter yeah. no yeah it, I was like it, it was truly baffling to me that Jenny's like um Okay, and she acts like that's so weird, but then turns around and yeah. he's the one taking free samples and is overweight, and then she's, she's literally shaming him. Yeah, she's literally her inner monologue is like, his face is a donut, his hand is a donut, his <laughs> body is a donut. a donut. Like she's calling his whole body a donut, and she's like, I guess you are what you eat. <laughs> <laughs> And so I was like, okay, I mean, I guess you're also doing that too? Mm-hmm. Okay. But she doesn't have to work there. All of that doesn't fucking yeah, matter. Yeah, it truly had no bearing on None. anything. None. Because here's the Why thing. She doesn't get a job do when this? she goes there. Yeah. There's literally no bearing on it. None. It's like this and then we meet her we friends. Like, what are her friends? Place? Well, we have met her friends before. Those are but her like, same why, friends but like but, why do we even i mean that i can't answer <laughs> <laughs> i have nothing for you there yeah because like i was like why are we even spending time with these friends only to never see them again and I, then what was with the seed no, of like, why Deborah? we just start in deborah's house yeah like oh i'm moving here because of blah 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 or like she's in the car on the way to deborah's or something and we're getting like all of the you know last week on whatever with mom in the car and then dropping her off. Okay. 
I mean, that's starting a little earlier than I would personally do it, but whatever. But like, because <laughs> like I would start it with like, they're at Deborah's. They're both at Deborah's already. Yeah. Unnecessary. Um, also, the, what was with her painting Deborah as like this mean, like, I never, wasn't that yeah, weird? It's like Deborah gets painted as a mean girl in that first chapter with Dawn and the prank call. And then Deborah's like nothing but like warm and nice. The whole yeah. rest of the book. And even when when she's like when uh Jenny is complaining about Deborah to her mom, where she's like, her mom's like, you can go stay with Deborah and her mom. And Jenny's like, ugh. But Deborah's oh, yeah. like, she's kind of like vain and yeah, competitive. And competitive. And yeah. like she always has to be like the best at everything. And then like I didn't see that at all. I Deborah was just like purely very welcoming. As yeah. soon as she did remember about the babysitting thing, she was very sensitive about it. <laughs> Yeah, and she wasn't like weird about like uh, Jenny checking out her boyfriend, which she definitely was. I know that she wasn't like she didn't act trying to on be it with or him, anything, but, but you know, yeah. she was like completely nice, like always included her. Yeah, she, she like just said really even nice. though her like motivations were very strange. It was like the the intellectual like nice part of Deborah's brain was like, oh, well, I can't date Der- Terry, but Terry's a great guy. I'll set him up with Deborah. And even though like part of it was like, then I'm closer to Terry. Yeah. It wasn't like she was like maliciously doing it. She wasn't like setting Jenny up for any kind of embarrassment. She wasn't like fully planning on stealing Terry from her. Like there was no, like there was an ulterior motive, but it wasn't like malicious. Yeah. Yeah. It was complicated. And like, relatable oh totally to be like oh my god i'm dating this guy but i have this crush on this other guy i know i'll just set him up yeah. with my friend <laughs> because i used to do that yeah to try to like pretend that i didn't care about them exactly it's just to protect yourself yeah but then also to still spend time with them it's so yeah, embarrassing it's very sad <laughs> very sad <laughs> very sad but we've all been there you know what was really weird I was really confused about why the stables were even a place in the uh, book. I don't know. Just to give her a job and like an exciting set piece, I guess. I thought that it was going to, A, because she'd already noticed that Mark was handsome, the mm-hmm. boyfriend of her cousin, Deborah, and because the job was going to be through Mark, I thought that it was going to be a place for her to spend time with Mark away from Deborah to maybe like create a little bit of conflict or. Yeah, that did not end up being. No. The case. <laughs> no. Or really be anything that mattered. Like there really was no reason. It was just like a place for her to be. Yeah. Not around uh, Deborah, I guess. Yeah. It yeah, was, was, yeah, weird. it was to get her out of the way so that you like wouldn't. um fully suspect her yeah so that way we'd be like well she's with the horses yeah exactly well she's with the horses now. <laughs> <laughs> instead of like well because then we have like jenny there you know then she'd be too tired to go babysitting and so then we'd have reasons for like uh deborah to be getting the phone calls yeah it was all just like an excuse to yeah like misdirect us about like why Jenny wasn't there and that like Jenny wouldn't be able wouldn't be doing anything like we might think oh Jenny's working so like obviously it's not Jenny right 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 
But we have another busy villain here then because That's she's true. working at the, at the horse place. But also kidnapping babies. Kidnapping babies, uh, planting fake dolls, uh, making prank phone calls or not prank, I guess, but like threatening phone calls, like assuming an entirely new persona. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just like taking over her in which she is becoming Mr. Hagen. She thinks she's Mr. Hagen. Mm-hmm. Surprise. It's her. She's she thinks. So really, there was I mean, I guess there was some danger to the baby where I was like very alarmed when she was holding the baby up <laughs> while riding a horse <laughs> in one hand yeah, and then why? falls off of a horse and it's fine. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, it was surprising. But the baby was fine. The baby was fine. Okay, were you also like I know that the nineties were a different time than now, but they had baby monitors back then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Were you shocked (laughs) that there was no baby monitor Um, and that they were just like, okay, the babysitter's here and the and the the infant baby mm -hmm. is gonna be sleeping upstairs and you're gonna be like doing whatever the fuck you want, like downstairs. I don't think that's so weird. I do think it's more likely there would be a baby monitor, though. That's what I think. If you have a baby monitor, then sure, they can be that far away. I just was like, I just feel like, I I know you can probably hear a baby crying, but like, it's so far away to have to run upstairs when you notice that something is off when you're you're listening through a baby monitor. Have you heard this thing about people hacking baby monitors? That does sound familiar. So creepy and gross. Yes. So like- for a while, I guess, like people's kids were like, I'm scared of the monster. Like, I don't want to, the, the man, he talks to me. And parents were like, oh, you're just imagining it, whatever, whatever. But then one time this person noticed their baby <laughs> was like sitting up in the crib, like not baby, but like oh. little kid. Yeah, it was like sitting up in the crib and they like went in there and they could hear that someone was like, like talking to their baby. It was like, hey, little kid, like, you know. Yeah, I think I have heard that. So scary. Like, what fucked up asshole is doing that? I know. Are they pervy or are they just like trying to be an asshole? I think. I mean, I guess. a combination. Could be. Yeah. Either or. Mm -hmm. Or both. It's like, yeah, yeah, why do you have to choose? (laughs) (laughs) Por que no no los dos. (laughs) Yeah, could be both. Ugh, that's creepy. Man, anything can be hacked. That's true. Anything can be hacked. Don't appreciate it. No, no. Okay, if you could hack one person's <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's never a great sign if like at minute 30, we're like, um, hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then it's going to get like pretty fucked up. <laughs> well, no, I just mean because it's like, I don't really have anything else to say about this book. No, there was not there was like nothing happened in this book. It's stupid. It's a stupid book. There were like the same three things happened over and over again. Yeah. And surprise, the thing that we thought happened happened. Mm-hmm. But you were gonna ask me, what would I hack if I could hack something? Yeah. And and it has to be like, um, it can't be like um I guess, yeah, anything, anything, anything. Hmm. 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 I don't know because I've never even close to <laughs> considering this before. Because <laughs> you've never hacked anything before. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, I don't know. I think I would hack like. Mm, I would hack someone's coffee machine. <laughs> oh hell yeah! 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. We're like try to try to talk through the through it. <laughs> through the coffee machine? I don't think you can do that. I mean, if they I think you can if it has like a little speaker, like maybe it talks already. Mm-hmm. It's like coffee's ready or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then if it has a speaker, you could go in and be like booty hole. And then they would be like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> booty hole. <laughs> like that's what you'd say. Of all yeah. the things you'd of be Of all like, things. You I'm would just say, say booty hole. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, what? like, what? <laughs> Did you just hear that? Hear what? <laughs> I, I don't. That thing, I guess. Booty hole. What? Did you just hear that? <laughs> Somehow I mean, honestly, only do it when they're the only one in the room. Yeah. <laughs> like a real Michigan J Frog situation. What is Michigan J Frog? The WB Frog who when... Oh. There's no one else around. We'll just start dancing with "Hello, my baby." Hello, my darling. Oh yes, Hello, yes, my yes, yes. Girl. yes. And then yes, whenever yes. somebody else comes around, he's just a normal frog. Yes, yes, yes. You like that, mm-hmm. but with just the word "booty hole" and it's a coffee coming machine. from a coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything else I'd want to hack. A coffee machine's pretty good. It just seems like very unlikely. It's like that probably doesn't happen too often. I think I'm every time I try to think of a an, an idea for what I want to hack, I think I'm thinking of hacking as just like magic because, <laughs> because I'm like, I would hack someone's bed to like fluff their pillows around. But I was like, that's not Sorry, hacking. That's not that's hacking. Just that's magic. magic. That's just like straight up magic. <laughs> like I would have like their 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 blankets like fluff around a lot while they're trying to sleep. Yeah, that, that's silly. That's pretty scary. Kelly, you're silly. I would think, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can think of literally nothing else to say on the Babysitter 3. I know. I'm really struggling. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like it's also like I read the book the day before we record for the first time in a very long time. And so it's mm. like I can't remember it as well. Interesting. Because it was yeah. such fluff. Yeah. It was such just an egregious number of similar cliffhangers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and also it's so hot it's really hot out it's so hot. really 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 hot out so it's making us sluggish yes um yeah i don't know um, there's nothing else on the book i can think of you watching anything good right now <laughs> hmm. am i well i started i watched the first i think they released four episodes of the circle oh Ryan, friend of the show, was telling me that they do something morally reprehensible on that show. It, it <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I have yet I to speak on it. Wouldn't say it's morally reprehensible. If if okay. she's talking about the twist that I think she's talking about, it was a fantastic twist. Really? I will say it kept me watching because I was like, I'm not really like super like connecting with anyone yet. Yeah. Um and then the the twist of the first episode, I was like, "That's good. That's a good twist. Okay, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good twist on how you play the circle." Because mm-hmm. like she in, was saying, mm-hmm. she was saying that it just happened, so maybe it's I well. If there only four episodes have been okay released, so they have to be the same episodes I saw. Then it must be but that. The, I'll the see what I believe. Twist? What I what I. I have almost no morals, so... The cliffhanger of episode four, because more episodes don't come out until the 15th. Mm-mm-mm. Um, so we record this a week earlier. Mm-hmm. So the episodes were all, will already be out by the time people are hearing this. 
Yeah. Um, the cliffhanger was not a weird one. I don't know. I didn't have that big a problem with the big twist. And I don't want to say what it is because it truly was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I wonder what I'll feel about it. I'll watch it because I do plan to watch it. I, I like that show. Um, I do plan to watch it. So I will see uh, what I what I'll, I'll let you guys know if I agree. And then we can talk about it in more detail once I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started watching American Crime Story Impeachment. Oh yeah, I have not started it yet. Uh, I mean it's it's good. I mean it's it's very campy and whatever, but it's it's good. I recommend it. Um, I watched Malignant, which I think we need to do a mini soda on because it's <laughs> amazing. So bonkers. So bonkers. Um. Oh, I watched. Have. We've talked about this show, Alone. Alone? Yeah, it's a reality show where, like, people um, have to, like, survive alone in the Arctic wilderness. Oh. Have we talked about this? It sounds vaguely familiar, but I've never seen this show. Um, so it used to be smaller budget. <laughs> I think they would win, like, $250,000, which is not That's very more much. than The Circle. The Circle's well, only 100000 but I guess they you're have, doing a lot less. Yeah, you're literally like you have nothing. Like you have to build a home, a structure to live in. And like I think all you get is like a toothbrush, an axe, and a uh, wire for snares. And you can bring like fishing line. My goodness. And no, that's it. And that's all you. you get. That's all you get. And you have to and you have to go out there. I think it it used to just be like in the woods. <laughs> But then they were like, let's do it in the Arctic. So they started doing it in the Arctic and they would set them up like um, it used to be just like they'll survive for however long they can. And then the last person that's last man standing gets 250K. Mm-hmm. Um, but they upped it because the show started getting people watching more. And mm-hmm. it's actually pretty interesting. Like if you watch it, like you learn things like, for example, in one of the seasons, like one of the guys like caught a moose. And so he was like so excited and he was like, oh my God, like I caught this moose. I am set for so long, but eating the moose, it's too lean. So it actually burned more calories to consume and metabolize. (laughs) Yes. Because when you're in Arctic temperatures, you're burning calories, just staying warm. Yeah. So he actually ended up like fucking himself over by eating this moose. He needed to eat something with higher fat content like fish or something. Um, but the last two, so so that one, they only won 250K. This most recent season, they had to be out there for at least, you had to make it 100 days to- I, I wouldn't make it three. No, no, no. And it's so funny, like the difference in like how hard people try on this show because <laughs> like one guy, he like lost, I forgot what it was he lost. Oh, his like flint starter. But he he just like dropped it somewhere, and he like was like, eh, well, I guess I'm going home instead of like looking for it. Like he was just like, nah, I'm just gonna go home. I don't feel like it. Yeah. Whereas like, and it's it's a really interesting like you see a really interesting like relationship that people have with the food that they eat because they're so grateful for it because they're starving. Like these people lose like forty percent of their body weight. Like they are frequently don't eat. So Jesus. Every this time, like, it like shouldn't happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> like crazy. This show should not exist. 
and they run their own cameras. Like they get little cameras and they have to set them up. And the the way they tap out is they like radio in and say like, okay, I'm tapping out. And then the medical people come and like take them away or cause they have to like turn in their tapes and stuff. If they notice like that this person is like unwell, they will like go br- do a med check and see them. if they need to go home. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny. Like, um, <laughs> If they can tell that, like, so the guy that uh, the guy that won last season was the moose guy. Oh well, good. And for him. yeah, he cool because he then was like, okay, I need to like eat fish or something. <laughs> um, but he was so funny because so they were like, you know, they radioed him and they're like, get ready for a med check, and you could tell he didn't know that they were coming to tell him he won. Uh-huh. So because they don't see other people. They don't see the other contestants. They don't know what's going on with them. So they don't know when other people go home. So he didn't know he was the last one standing. Oh. And so he, yeah, you literally don't see anyone else. No one else. The first person you see after, you know, however many days is like the producers coming either to tell you that you have to go home or you saying, I want to tap out or like they're telling you you won. So then they come over and they're med checking him and you can tell he really doesn't want them to send him home because he knows he's lost too much weight. Uh-huh. And so he's like, actually, um, it's I, I feel great. I've never felt so good in my life. I feel so good. I feel strong. Uh, it's actually okay for someone my height to be this weight because um, actually tall people, like he was like coming with all these things and they were like, actually you won. And he was like, oh my God. But so the this season is the million dollar one and you have to make it at least a hundred days. And I think that other guy didn't even make it 100 days. So this was like very intense. They start out like, I think in like October or September or something like in the fall. And they're like countdown to when it starts snowing. They're like, okay, I need to build my structure. I need to do this. I need to like catch enough fish so that I can smoke it, smoke them or like catch enough uh, like rabbits or whatever. And they're like, if they catch a rabbit, they're like crying. And they're like, thank you rabbit for giving your life to me. Like, thank you, thank you. As it Um, should be. Yeah, as it should be. But uh, so the last two people are this girl named Callie and this guy named Roland. And they're both so fucking weird. They're <laughs> so weird. Like they like the person that went home before them, the third person to go home was like, I just need someone to touch me. I'm so lonely. Oh my God. I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to them like they're so happy like they're like i love being out here i've never felt so in touch with myself and with nature like i just love being out here um and the girl she's so strange she's like uh like she's got this like little parka thing she's made out of like animal skins or whatever and she she's like doing a fashion show and she's like and like walking around and then at one point she gets out because she had traded years ago before the show for this um indigenous uh tribes winter coats so they're super warm uh-huh. and so she was wearing it but she doesn't wear it yet so the way she debuts it <laughs> is that she sets up her camera and she's like oh, is that a bear and then turns around her camera and that's her like running around wearing this like they lose their minds she's wearing this like well, yeah, they're delirious. Yeah. So she's wearing this like big, like huge reindeer coat thing. And she's just like scurrying around. She scurries all the way to the camera and then just goes, it's me. What? <laughs> she's like, I'm not a bear. It's me. 
<laughs> so they've like lost it. Like they're, but she's like, I just feel so clear. I'm so happy. I'm so this, whatever. Um, and then the guy, <laughs> the guy was like very, um, he, he, he could have lived there forever. I think he was like set up. He like found a, like a rock wall type thing, like a, like just an outcropping and just built his structure so that one of the walls was the actual ground. So it was like really smart and kept his place pretty warm. Um, but it was nuts because it's like negative 30 degrees. And I would never ever yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah. And there's literal like frost and ice inside their structures because they're just tiny one room structures and they have to build uh, fire pits with like chimneys and stuff so that they don't get too much smoke inhalation and um but I was really rooting for the girl to win because she was so weird I really liked her <laughs> um but then she got frostbite on one of her toes ah. and she was like it's okay I'll just like warm it up when it starts to get numb and no. she would just yeah <laughs> and so she would just be like doing you know oh, whatever chores she'd be doing and then she'd be like oh come on toe and then like go inside and try and warm up her toe and she made it 86 days out of 100. That's so much. And then they were like med med check. And she was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and they show up and they look at her toes. And they're like, you have spreading you frostbite <laughs> on one foot. And your other foot now has frostbite. And she was like, my toe. And it was so <laughs> mad. And, it was, and it's just so sad because like they haven't seen anybody, you know, she hasn't seen anyone for 86 days. And the first people she sees are just these producers. And she has to explain to them how she fucked up and like has to go home. And she was just like crying. And she's like, I just really wish I could stay for the whole thing. So then they go over to the to the guy's camp and he doesn't know that he's won yet. So he's like chomping on this fucking musk ox hoof. He's just like <laughs> eating a hoof. <laughs> and then his sister musk shows up and he's like, hoof. oh, my God. Yeah, he he was very weird too. He'd be like, "It's a cold day over at Rock House," and that's what he called his house was Rock House. Um, and I, so this show sounds like a nightmare. It was. It's great. It's so. It's so. Like you do learn a lot. Like there's. I I don't even know how these people learn this shit. But they'll be like, "Oh, I mean, this I guess seems pretty realistic, but like, or not realistic, but like um, logical." But like the girl, for example, Callie, she was like, oh, last night I was just dreaming that I was eating ice cream. So my body is craving fat. So I need to go get an animal that has a lot of fat. Like she mm -hmm. knew what that meant. Uh-huh. So she went and killed a porcupine and then ate it. I don't know. It just seems like such a bummer. <laughs> I know. And it's cold. And that's the other thing. They have four hours of daylight to do their chores. Chores. <laughs> Yeah, when their chores being, you know, fix my structure because it's falling down or like catch some fish. And that's the other thing. Oh, my God. When they're catching fish, they're the, like it'll time lapse. They'll just be like shivering on the ice <laughs> for like three hours. And the, they'll be like, I guess I didn't catch any fish today. Oh, my God. And then they're like, um, like the one woman, Callie, with the frostbit toe, she had to keep going back to her tent or her um, her structure <laughs> to go warm her toe. And so she's like, I'm wasting too much time warming my toe. I guess I can't. <laughs> I can't catch any more fish today. Yeah, I, I just, 
I hope that the people that don't make it to a million dollars get like talk show money or something <laughs> or like sponsorships or something. Yet at least like minimum wage as though they had like worked full time for that period. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they get like appearance fees, but I mean, I hope like after the fact, right? Like something because like, can you imagine that's like three months, four months, like th four months of like almost dying for four months. <laughs> In the snow. <laughs> and then you don't win. <laughs> and then you don't win. No, thanks. No. Not for me. The circle no. I'll do. Oh, yeah. Alone? I could do the circle. Mm -mm. No, thanks. And it's so funny because I was like, you know, the solitude aspect of alone I could do, but... Yeah, it's not it's not the solitude. It's no. definitely the needing to survive extreme conditions. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm finding yeah. to be a turnoff. Yeah. Because, like, at one point, there was, like, wind chill, and it was, like, negative 50. I was, like, I just, I just don't, like, to me, because I'm, like, a California baby, right? Yeah. Like, 30 degrees is cold. And then negative 50 yeah. is 80 degrees colder than that. Not gonna, like, people actually live under these conditions, and I, I yeah. simply do not know how. Yeah. And I like roughing it sometimes. Like I like, you know, I like, uh, you know, hiking around or like pack pack trips or you know, uh, backpacking and that kind of stuff. But like any any time you throw in some kind of extreme temperature, I'm like, ah, I have to tap out on that one, bud. <laughs> or like any kind of like, oh, like that was I, I'm already I'm too sleepy right now because it's hot and I have air conditioning on. Yeah. 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 And that's the other thing um, is like, I think I would just panic. I, I think I would think I was going to die many times. Yeah. I'd, I think that my mental health would be like so on the edge. Yeah. And I think it would just be because of like, not, it, it would be because of the like, you know, anxiety of needing to survive. Like, I would be like, oh my God, like, what if this happened? You know, like, like I would know intellectually that like i have people monitoring me yeah and so i wouldn't be like actually in as much danger as if it were just straight up no like me just choosing to do this without a reality show attached well okay but, can like, i tell you something scary that happened to somebody oh no so middle of winter okay uh-huh this guy's he looks away from his shelter for a second like from the fire for a second his entire shelter catches fire burns down um this was a couple seasons ago mm -hmm. he calls in he's like my shelter's like messed up and they're like okay well we can't come until the morning because the hell we can't see where to <gasps> land with the helicopter and the oh lake's God. frozen this so, is irresponsible this show yeah, shouldn't and, exist kelly and then it's negative 20 degrees and he's just like huddled next to his no burned down like he's using the, the embers from his burned down shelter to keep warm no absolutely night. not <laughs> <laughs> not for me not for me but it, i the the interesting thing that was it's kind of it is crazy how much these people know like it just like you know how to insulate a little it's structure all very interesting it's like very like Julie of the Wolves, Island of Blue Dolphins. Yeah, I yeah, loved, yeah. loved, loved reading like oh survival God. skill things. But oh, this Hatchet is just and so Island of the Blue Dolphins. Stressful. Oh, it doesn't need to be happening. Yeah. 
Yeah. I personally like seeing the people lose their minds because like <laughs> I feel like my normal resting place of my mind is where people are like, oh, no, I've lost it. Mm -hmm. Which I'm sure you're the same. Like, OK, this one guy, he left because he was talking to himself. And I was like, I talk to myself all the time. Yeah. He well, he was like, I talk to myself all the time. He's like, but then I started having an argument with myself. Oh, well, that's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, that kind of alarmed me. Yeah. So then he called and he was like, I need to go home. But <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like driving the other day and I was like talking to myself. Um <laughs> and I was scolding myself for talking to myself. I was like, why are you talking to yourself? And then I was like, and then out loud, I was like, you know what? I should be able to do what I want to. And I like talking to myself. And I, the only person living my life is me. So I'm going to keep doing it. I really only talk to myself in grocery stores. Like oh, I won't yes. do it at home. And then I get in a grocery store and I'm doing it like crazy. And I'm like, Lindsay, this is not the, there are other people around. Yeah. Why are we doing this here? Yeah. Why only yeah. at grocery stores? Only in public. Huh? I don't know. It's like some, I have a big discussion with myself when it comes to buying food. Yeah. I like really need to work through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I think my talking to myself increases in a grocery store. I think just my baseline is talking, 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 talking to myself. I can't believe I talked for you. Let me talk for 30 minutes about freaking alone. Thank well, you for it's listening. Because there was more there than in the babysitter three. <laughs> There's more to mine. <laughs> I was just really like over this fucking book it's the same every time you turn around jenny thinks somebody she sees is mr hagen jenny thinks she sees a dead baby but actually it's a doll that she put in the walkway yeah. deborah thinks it's maybe mr hagen it keeps not being mr hagen until finally the the end is jenny the end is is kind of like fun because it's jenny holding the baby peter who she's kidnapped on a horse and then lightning strikes and it spooks the horse and she falls off and and Deborah runs over and she's like Jenny and Jenny just goes I fell oh yeah <laughs> she's like I fell I'm Mr. Hawkins <laughs> also it was but that's it that's it yeah, that's it, was it. So that's really all lazy that it was just all so lazy also i got really mad because it was like and this was it this was the end of the babysitter saga and i was like you know you can't leave well enough alone don't lie like that <laughs> they're gonna don't get lie, you to we do know they're babysitter four. four we know they're Stop. gonna get you to do number four yeah that made me mad well do you have any yeah, uh, do you have anything you want to detail those were my final thoughts okay you don't have a show you want to detail from beginning to end <laughs> Not really. I feel maybe it's just that I feel about as lazy as this book today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I, I haven't really. I watched. What did I watch all of? I watched all of Manifest. Mm. Yeah, you were talking about watching that. How mm -hmm. was it? It was, you know, a, a just like hitting that sweet spot of like a mediocre network drama. Yeah. Love that. Sometimes you just want that. Yeah. And I, sure. that's what it gave. I do really understand now why when when they were like, it's canceled. Having yeah. seen the cliffhanger that they leave you on with season four, I was like, yeah, I'm pr I'd be pretty mad too if this show wasn't <laughs> coming back. Yeah. Like the absolute craziest shit happens. And then 
NBC cancels it. It's like NBC. What are you even going to put on it? Wait. So is it is it uncancelled or is it Netflix brought it back because it was doing such good numbers? Oh, good. On Netflix. Yeah. So there is going to be a season five, and it's going to be the final one, and they're going to be able to wrap everything up because also the show is so specific that it was supposed to last for five seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like bare minimum. This the, because they keep talking about how like so all the passengers come back. This mm. is kind of a little bit of a spoiler, but all the passengers okay. like they take. So the concept of manifest is this plane takes off. They hit this wild turbulence. They all think they're going to die just for a second, but then they level off right away and they land and they get back. And the, the whole world is like, um, you've been gone for five and a half years. What? But nobody's aged. And then they all start having these visions and if they like follow through on figuring out what the visions are about, they inevitably like save a life or like make somebody feel better and have this connection. It's almost like a bit of a like quantum leapy, you need to write this wrong. Yeah. Kind of a thing. But then there's all this drama with like, there's a, a group of people who are like, who hate the passengers and think that they're like replacement people and that they're not really the people who left because that's not possible and it's like well it seems even less possible that they're all like fucking clones whoa like clones so there are people believe that though or they all they think that there are harbingers of the apocalypse and they maybe are but they're so they're all trying to do good by following these visions. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. All this drama centering around that. It's like this con and then they they realize at the end of season one that people can only come back. So they were like struck by this black lightning, like disappeared mm -hmm. and came back. And people who that happens to who come back only get as long to live as they as as they were disappeared like if you were oh. gone for five and a half years you only have five and a half years to live and then you're going to die in the exact same way that you were supposed to die the kind of final destination -y. yeah so it's <gasps> like eventually so the, this whole thing is like how are we going to make sure that we all make it past five and a half years that's yeah. the big thing and so when you cancel a show in season four oh my god when it's been so clearly set up that they need five seasons yeah 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 minimum to like wrap up the oh big mystery and it's like NBC you have nothing to replace this with it's going to yeah. guarantee you but just let the fucking show play out these it's networks personal. panic and they cancel things and it's like you know yeah there's no guarantees with whatever show you start instead no. just fucking keep the show just finish at it. this point come on yeah and clearly it's your fault because you weren't advertising this show well enough because as soon as it was on Netflix we all fucking watched it I didn't even hear about it until I heard that it was canceled. I did remember hearing about it just because it, it was like lost, but not. Yeah. Um, and it's like starring the guy who played Prince Charming in Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah. And I just like don't believe him as like anything. <laughs> a normal guy. <laughs> like he, it's not that he's. Like, he's a handsome man and everything. It's not like he's, like, so beautiful. I don't believe him in real life. It's just, like, he f always feels very so... This is unnecessarily rude, but, like, a little bit soap opera acty. Oh, I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, and it's, like, especially coming from Once Upon a Time, which is, like, a night soap. Yeah, and, I mean, this is a night soap, so, like, who cares? But, anyway, I don't know. Something yeah. about that guy, I'm always a little bit surface with you. <laughs> 
seems like a nice man. Yeah. He seems like sure. a nice man. Sure, sure. Um he just seems like he's too even keeled. I'm just like, I'm not sure you know what these emotions feel like. Oh. I see you acting them. And like yeah. he he can like cry and everything. I don't know if it's like he's got like maybe a bit of a gentle voice. And <laughs> 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 so maybe that's why. I'm- it's I'm, the not, I'm like, you're voice. so gentle. You just oh seem like God. such a gentle soul. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you beating the too shit gentle. out of this guy. Oh. You're too gentle. I don't see you. Like, everybody's like, you're at the, like, you're scaring me. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> the least scary man who's ever existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So it's like not so much his acting as it is like, I just feel like. They're not writing to his strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I was just watching because Mike was cool. out of town and I don't know how to be a functional human unless I have somebody to like perform for. <laughs> like, look, yes, I am also a functional adult. I'm be doing things I need to do. He leaves and I'm like, well, time to just absolutely sit on the couch and do nothing. And it's already enough of a struggle when Mike is here and I have somebody to be like, ashamed about mm-hmm. yeah but <laughs> hey you watched ashamed, manifest I, like if i don't feel like ashamed of my actions yeah because i i'm wondering like what the other person thinks of me then i'm i fall apart interesting mm-hmm. well i'm glad you got through it yeah with the help of manifest here i am on the other side <laughs> much like manifest. well that was babysitter and that was babysitter three skip it skip it oh my skip it. fucking god skip it god Skippable. My God. I'm sorry, um, Robert, but you know Robert, what you did. Well, here's the thing. He knows. Because he's written bangers before. He knows this ain't it. Yeah. And he, I, I, I know I bring this up every time to like, as like a defensive thing when I uh, am, am less than kind to one of his books, but he is on record as saying, I've never written anything from the heart. And if like, that's your MO, then I don't feel that bad being like, this was a skippable one. Yeah. When we know he didn't care about this one. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't write. The man doesn't write from the heart. The man yeah. writes because he had an idea. And he, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm great. And it made me some money. Yeah. And God bless. God bless. That works for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to read all of those. No. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Yes. We, we really appreciate, appreciate you. you. Hope that this episode wasn't too disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if they wanted to hear about Manifest or Alone, this is the episode. This is the for podcast you. for you today. For the people that hate tangents, ooh, this is gonna be a rough, rough. one. Mm-hmm. Rough one. I'm sorry. Hard. Um, but thank you everybody for listening. Special thank you to our Patreon producers. Uh, okay, well, if you want to support us on Patreon, mm-hmm. we really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Teen Creeps. We got it, a lot of really cool stuff for if you. You like a tangent? Ooh, it's like a whole Patreon of tangents yeah minisodes we talk about whatever and then of we course perform. we have our our once a month we do a book that a listener chooses or a patreon uh supporter chooses from outside the teen creeps genre speaking of mm-hmm. Lindsay, yes we need to address one of our longtime supporters <laughs> this sounds like a scolding it's it, not no, it's, it's good not. it's emma. emma emma you've won the outside genre raffle twice yeah emma m and we can't get a hold of you yeah and so we haven't been able to to give you that that perk yet um uh, we've written you on p- 
Patreon and your email. So clearly we something's maybe we don't have your correct email, but if you are Emma M, please check your email and your Patreon account to see if we have reached out to you. And then um and then so we we don't we won't be able to do one of your picks this month because we're we're gonna have to choose someone else. But get whenever you get back to us in the future, you, we will read your pick that month. Yeah. Just just get in touch. We'll save your spot because we want to make sure that you're you're getting you're getting yeah. the benefit that you give us money for every month. Yeah. We really appreciate you guys. Um, a very special thank you to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez. Adam Halwitz. Amanda Nengel. Ann Dwyer. Ashley Fritz. Brian Petty II. Claire Moore. Courtney McPhail. Danielle Lamana. Danny B. Emma. Emma Bates. No, read that again. <laughs> Sorry. I really had Emma on the brain because I do yeah. think that that is, in fact, our... Yeah, that's her. Emma, perhaps? Yeah. Perhaps. Excuse me. So sorry. Aaron Bates. Gabriela Santiago. Gianna Fernandez. Gwendolyn Ludovic. Jeremy Kronk. Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich. Jessica Smith-Harper. Jessica Yu. Jonathan Venable. Sersha Descaro. Karen Lewis. Kat Miller. Katie Lilly. Katie Olsner. Keith Anderson. Kelly Burns. Chris Dorina. Landry Desmond. Larry Wynn. Laura Hooper. Luke Bartek. Mandalay Wolschlager. Max B. Megan Lozier. Mel Leos. Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly Marks, Nathan Gordon, Noah Spargo, Rachel Bassert, Rashad Black, Randy Clutt, Rebecca Goss, Rebecca Knuckles, Robert L., Rogue Kalahua, Sarah Jaggers, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T., Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Gray, and Victoria Valdez. Thank you. We appreciate you all very much. And next week... We are reading The Window by Carol Ellis. Oh, cool. Oh, <laughs> oh, I remember choosing that now. Yes. <laughs> Great. So we will see you guys then. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast with your ears and your donations. Um, in the meantime, please get vaccinated and keep it creepy. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.